We used to have an aunt, well, it was my husband's aunt, that we would visit in the country. Um, it was about, a, about an hour's drive, you know, to get to her place. And because we didn't go often enough, we would get lost coming because there were all of these country roads and we could never remember, do we start, do we turn at this? I mean, there weren't that many stoplights. Do we, do we, do we, do we go past this light? Do we turn at this light? Um, and we would invariably have to call her and say, here's where we are. Can you help us get to where we need to be? Why? Because we did not traverse those roads often enough to know the way. Now, you could probably get to your own house from your job with your eyes closed if you had to because you've done it so many times, right? So what point am I making? Today, we want to talk about biblical illiteracy and how oftentimes we don't know the word of God well enough because we're not in the scriptures often enough. But I offer you, I also want to offer you so many words of encouragement today about this topic as we've been uh, exploring this topic entitled, Let's Do Better. As Christians, let's do better. So stay tuned today as we talk about biblical illiteracy and what to do about it. Thank you for listening to the Encouragement Outpost podcast My name is Dr. Georgia Pointer, and I am so delighted that you have tuned in today. Today, as I said, we want to talk about biblical illiteracy. What what is biblical illiteracy? There's a formal term um, that I could read off to you, but what I'm talking about is being familiar with the scriptures from, 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 a personal standpoint. And what I mean, what I'm what I'm trying to say is that oftentimes Christians will come to church and they will say amen to everything that is coming from the pulpit, but they don't bring their own Bibles. And so they're taking the word of whoever it is that is speaking and just saying amen to that and that And their knowledge of the scriptures only goes as far as what comes from that pulpit. Brothers and sisters, this ought not be. There is so much in the word of God that we can learn from. There is so much that God wants to say to us. And you're not going to get it on Sunday morning. Or even adding to it the midweek service. God's word is so very rich. It is so very powerful. It is so very deep that we cheat ourselves when we only allow ourselves to be spoon fed the word of God instead of learning to feed ourselves. Now, I'm thinking of Acts chapter 17, verse 11, excuse me. And in that verse, it speaks about a group of people called Bereans. 
they lived in a place called Berea. And the verse says, Paul of Tarsus and Silas preached at Berea. And the inhabitants received the word with all readiness of mind and searched the scriptures daily, whether those things were so. And many of them believed. Now, I'm not telling you just to stay at home and read your Bible and not go to church. You know, that's not what I'm saying. But we have here in this verse where it shows that they received the word, they heard the preached word, but they also searched the scriptures themselves. Now, I know that the Bible is a big book. And that the idea of approaching the scriptures to read them by ourselves can be a little bit of an intimidating thought. We may feel like we don't know enough in order to to read it. Maybe we don't trust ourselves to understand it. But that is why God gives us his Holy Spirit to help us understand. Because he has said, he promised that his Holy Spirit would open up the scriptures to us and give us understanding. But also there is value in being part of a Bible study, being part of a small group in some sort of way, whether that is a Sunday school class or life group at your church. Why is that important? Because when you are in a congregational setting, you know, there's, there's the worship, there's the singing and all of that. And then there's the time in the word. When you run across something that you don't understand, you have a question, you can't stand up and go, uh, excuse me, pastor, I'm, I'm so I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry for interrupting you. Um, but can you explain what this particular part right here means? No, that is not the setting for that to happen. But a Sunday school class is the perfect opportunity to ask questions, to get clarification about things. God never intended for us Christians to be uh, islands, to to be self-sufficient in in that sense. There's a balance to be had. That's what I'm trying to say. There's a balance to be had. We need the proclaimed word coming from the pulpit, but we also need the small group and we need the personal time in the word. Maybe you are someone who, When someone says, turn to a particular chapter and verse, you don't know the scriptures well enough. You don't know the order of the books uh, well enough to find it quickly. You have to go to the table of contents. There's nothing wrong with that. But if you never are in the scriptures long enough, how do you expect to know where the books are? You can teach yourself. You can become Familiar with the scriptures. Now, I remember uh, as a young teen, um, after I'd become converted, um, there were Bible drills and things like that. And I'm so thankful for that. They taught us songs to help us know where the books of the Bible were. Uh, the Old Testament books, books are a little harder for me because I'm, I'm harder for me to find because I don't spend as much time in the Old Testament as I do in the New Testament. And especially some of the smaller books, the minor prophets, I have to look in the table of contents. 
Uh, but I do have in the back of my mind, you know, an idea of where the major books are. And oftentimes I can know, you know, how close to uh, one of the bigger books in the Old Testament are in proximity to the small, to the shorter books, if that makes any sense. But my point is that you need to see your Bible as a neighborhood or a city with multiple neighborhoods. And the more you hang out in a particular neighborhood, the more familiar you will become with the landmarks, with the things that are said in that book, what the topics are, what books are close to those. I remember um, looking through my Bible as a young person and it just kind of dawned on me one day, oh, First and second Peter are closer toward the to, to closer to Revelation. Oh, you know, Romans and Corinthians are closer to the Gospels. You know, you just get familiar with those things because you are in the scriptures. So why is it important that we be biblically literate? Why is it important that we be familiar with? with not just where the books of the Bible are. That's just the, that's the very basic things. And you can teach yourself that you can train yourself to know that you can, you can, you can memorize it. You can write them down in order. You can do all kinds of things just to help yourself have a map in your mind of where things are. But that's just the very beginning because what good does it do to know where the books of the Bible are? If you never go there, um, why is it important to be biblically literate. For one reason, we need what the scriptures have to offer us as 21st century Christians living in the culture that we live in with the battles, the daily battles that we face with the problems, the personal problems we have, the family problems we have, the, the, the community problems that we have, the national problems that we have. We need answers. And those answers are found in the scriptures. Someone has said, do not say that you are looking for the will of God and your Bible remains closed. You're not really looking or you're expecting him to just drop it in your lap without any effort on your part. Why do you think he gave us the scriptures if he didn't intend for us to read them? Um, so your own uh, ability to cope and navigate life is vastly improved when you read the scriptures. And, and, and I'm going to get into this a little bit later on. In fact, I may just come on to this now. Intimacy. Friend, it is so absolutely soul satisfying when you have a question in your heart and when you have a situation in your life and you are crying out to God and you are reading the scriptures just according to whatever pattern, whether you are reading through the Bible in a year or you're reading through a particular uh, book of the Bible and you're just on schedule that day. You're not necessarily looking for 
a verse that talks about a particular thing. And there needs to be a time when we do that. But let's just say you're in your regular reading regimen and God beautifully and miraculously intersects your problem with what was on the schedule for you to read that day. He speaks very specifically to you about what is happening. I'm telling you, y'all, there's nothing better because the Bible is God speaking to you. Yes, you on this particular day in your life, in this particular set of circumstances in your life, with this particular set of emotions and challenges that, that, that you're facing, God has the ability to bring and make the scripture that you're reading relevant to where you are on this very day. And he does that over and over and over again. And we miss out on that. We miss out on the intimacy of communing with God through prayer and in his word. Prayer is us talking to God primarily. Reading his word is allowing him to speak to us. So when we do not open his word, we're doing all the talking. It's a one-sided conversation. We're asking God all of these questions. We're asking him to do all of these things. Lord, what should I do? But if our Bibles are closed, my friend, we're not letting him talk to us. Now he can speak to us, you know, with a, with through through his Holy Spirit, and and that's another beautiful aspect of Christianity, of having an encounter with God that is that is more relevant than today's newspaper. But one of the, uh, the another one of the benefits of being biblically literate is that we get to enjoy intimacy with God. We give him the opportunity to speak to us. We edify our own spirits, but also we are able to offer encouragement to others. There is a verse in 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 15, where the apostle Peter says, But in your hearts, revere Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. But do this with gentleness and respect. Now, a personal testimony has its place. Yes, it does. You do not hear me downing a personal testimony about your experience with God. There is something to be said about that. And we ought, the, the, the redeemed of the Lord ought to say so. Yes, we should. But we also need to be able to tell them why we had that experience. We need to have a biblical reason. We need to have a place we can show them in the scriptures that verify the thing that we are, we are explaining, that we're testifying about. Because they can just say, well, you know, that was just you. I'm so, I'm so happy for you. I'm so glad that that happened to you. But that doesn't really apply to me. But you can turn, you can, if you could take them to chapter and verse and show them, friend, that is a powerful thing. There is power in the word of God. And the word of God has more power than your testimony all by itself. So being biblically illiterate, excuse me, being, being biblically literate, equips us. It equips us to give the answer that the world so desperately needs. It's like putting, it's like being on the phone with God 
And then somebody asks the question. And then you, when you take them to the scriptures, you're putting the phone up to their ear so God can speak to them too. There is something very powerful about the word of God. I think it's Hebrews 4.12. I need, I'm not certain of that, but it, it says that the, that the word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword. Dividing between bone and marrow. If you know anything about our anatomy, bone and marrow are not just one straight line where there's bone and then there's marrow right next to it. No, our bones are porous and there's, there's, there's marrow inside those pores in our bones. And so the, the, the word of God is able to divide. There's some, there's a precision about the word of God, my friend, that if you ever witness it in your own life, you will never be the same. And people need to see that precision. Sometimes the world thinks that they've got problems that nobody else has ever experienced before. And they're hopeless in their thinking that there is no answer, that there's no way that the Bible addresses their particular issue because it is so unique or so they think. But when you show them the scriptures, my friend, there is a precision that is seen there that can only be attributed to God and God receives glory from that. But if we're not in the neighborhoods ourselves, how can we, how can we show anybody else the directions? By the way, that house that I used to, that our family used to go to travel to and get lost going to, I now live in that house. And so now I know several routes of how to get to this place. Why? Because I've been here every day. I live here. I know the neighborhood. I know the streets. I know the back roads to take. I know the long, boring, um, non-scenic route. I know the scenic route. I know where to go if there's a detour. I've had to do all of those things in order to get to my house. I know this place. I know how to get to this place better now. Why? Because I live here now and there's a familiarity. Friend, you can become so, so, so familiar with the scriptures. You can be in your Bible so often that you know the neighborhood. You know the lay of the land. You know how to get to where you need to go. And the, and the thing that I love, another thing that I love about the word of God is that you can read a verse on, what's today? Today is September the 21st, uh, 2023. You can come back to that same verse on September 21st, 2024, 2030. And because of the, the place where you are in your life, you can, get a, you can get a different message, not a contradictory message, but you can get another message from there that's specifically meant for you on that particular day that you didn't need today, but you will need five, six, seven years on down the road. When you see that verse again, it will speak to you in a different way. The Bible is a living book. It is. It is. Um, another verse that I want to look at is second Timothy chapter two, verse 15, second Timothy chapter two, verse 15. The apostle Paul was writing a letter to Timothy, his, uh, son in the faith. And he said, study to so show yourself approved to God, 
a workman that does not need to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Now, Timothy was a pastor. He needed to study. But you and I need to study also because, like I said, there's there's so much there, friend. You will never exhaust the scriptures. Never. You will be studying the word of God your whole entire life. And when you breathe your final breath, you will only touch the tip of the iceberg. I like to think of the scriptures as a massive mansion. My husband likes to watch um, documentaries about castles and stuff all over the world. He's very intrigued by them. And um, I was, you know, I'm I'm just passing because I'm not interested in that. So I just kind of see it, you know, if I'm in the bed with him and I'm on my phone or whatever, I'll just kind of, you know, look at it just a, a second or whatever. But you know, those castles, some some of them, I'm like, man, why in the world would, with, with just two people or just one person want to live in a house with hundreds of rooms? But each one of those rooms is different. Each one of those rooms. So so when you study the scriptures, let's say you say you study one verse, you are just studying one chair in one room. In one wing of the castle. And then think about how many objects there are in one room, my friend. Each concept is one object in the room. And there's so much to discover just from that one piece of furniture, if you will. It is so vast. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. So... What kind of practical application would I like to make to you today as I'm seeking to encourage you to become, however, wherever you are in your stage of, 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 of literacy in the scriptures, there's always room for growth. Amen. So wherever you are, I want to encourage you to join a small group somewhere to do, to do yourself a favor, do your, your spiritual life, your mental health. Um, everything about you a favor and join a small group. Maybe it's a Bible study in a church in your neighborhood. There are um, uh, community Bible studies that are being held all over the city. My church has one. I think it meets on Wednesdays. You can you can do a Sunday school class at your church or a life group. They're always changing the names. You know, it's, it's going to always be Sunday school to me. <laughs> but um, or, or Wednesday night Bible study in a small group where you're just studying for a short period of time about a particular topic. But there is something beautiful that happens when you are in a, in a small group that does not happen when you're by yourself because you, you accelerate your own growth. Why? Because while your experience and your insight is wonderful. You also get the benefit of the insight that other people bring. There's mutual edifying. There's mutual learning. There's mutual encouragement. And it knits your heart closer to people because when we do Bible study, we discover. When we do Bible study with other people, we discover we're not alone in our struggles. Sometimes we hear somebody say something we're like, oh, I thought I was the only person who felt like that. 
That's exactly what the devil wants you to think. But when you get together with other believers, surrounded around the word of God with a common understanding that this is God speaking, beautiful things happen. And may I humbly suggest that it may very well be that there is a question you are asking God now that you've not received the answer to because he has placed it in that Bible study. And you need to get yourself there in order to get that. Beautiful things happen, my friend, whenever we do things that God tells us to do. We oftentimes don't realize the benefit and we don't realize what we've been missing out on until we get ourselves in those settings where we are fellowshipping around the word and and partaking. (coughs) Excuse me. (coughs) I held that off as long as I could. Where we are, where we are partaking of the sumptuous meal of the word of God. I also encourage you, if the idea of Bible study or 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 being in a in a in a small group or even just personal Bible study makes you think, ugh. <laughs> I mean, we can be honest with God, okay? We can be honest with God, even if we can't with other people sometimes. If you don't have an appetite for that, if you're like, you know what, I think I'm just kind of happy with letting the pastor spoon feed me. I'm too busy or I just don't have an appetite for it. I encourage you to ask God to give you an appetite for it. He will do it. He will do it. But I will warn you that sometimes trouble is the thing that will whet our appetites for the truth. Sometimes we don't run to the scriptures until life drives us there. And I talk about that in my, in my, in my book, The Christian Woman's Guide to Overcoming Messy Emotions. You know, there, there was a season in my life where there were some things that were happening and I got tired of that. I got tired of feeling like that. And I was like, what does God say about this? I know that he's, seems like I heard somewhere that God says some stuff. And so I was driven to the scriptures, my friend. And I was like a woman who was ravenous. I was starving for the truth. That trouble in my life whetted my appetite for the word of God. But you can just ask the Lord. You don't have to let trouble drive you there. Sometimes curiosity can bring you there. I'm sure you got a question in your mind, something you've always wondered about. Get into the Bible. Use the dictionary and the concordance in the back of your Bible. Look up some things. Do cross-references. And for those of you who don't know what a cross-reference is, oftentimes in a Bible, you'll read a verse and there will be either a little letter or something um, next to a particular word or something. And then there will be a corresponding uh, column. Maybe in in my Bible, there's a column in the center of between the, the, there's a a column down the middle between the two passages of scripture, um, two columns of scripture that have the number uh, that corresponds to the verse that I'm looking at. And so I can find that. And then there are extra scriptures that will clarify some stuff because all of the Bible agrees with all of the Bible. We interpret scripture by scripture. And so 
you know, you can just start with that. You can, you can read a verse and just look and see what kind of a voyage uh, those cross-references will take you on. There are all kinds of exciting ways to study the Word of God. You can study a topic. You can study a book. You can study a, a, a character of the Bible. You can, you can do all kinds of things. But friends, the point is that you get in the Word of God so that the Word of God can get into you. Oftentimes, we have strongholds in our lives that God has an answer to. And we're living in bondage to eating disorders, depression, anger, anxiety, uh, financial difficulty, all of those things that the word of God talks about. And so we're sitting on top of a gold mine, but our Bible is on the shelf collecting dust. Or we only pull it out when we go to Sunday school, excuse me, when we go to church. Friends, this all not be. We have a treasure trove of truth, of wisdom, of information, of help, of encouragement within those pages of the word of God. And he wants to talk to you, but he's not going to hit you over the head and drag you by the hair. He says, come to me. Scripture says that if you draw near to God, he'll draw near to you. God is a responder, my friend. And so sometimes you may need to say, God, I need you to give me, draw me to yourself. Give me an appetite for your word. And he will do it, my friend. He will do it. He will do it because he wants you to know the truth. That's the reason why he had the scriptures written. Because he loved you and he knew you would need to hear from him on a daily basis. And he wanted to enjoy a fellowship with you. And one of the best ways for that to happen is to allow him to speak to you through the medium of his word. I hope that you were encouraged and challenged by today's episode. And I hope that you will share it with someone else who might need that word of encouragement. Um, I want to remind you uh, again that I have written a book entitled The Christian Woman's Guide to Overcoming Messy Emotions. If you've read it yourself, I hope that you will recommend it to someone else because my desire is that people will be set free from their debilitating emotions, from their their emotions being out of control. Um, Sometimes people don't realize that God speaks to us about our emotions. Sometimes we think it's only about Jesus dying on the cross. But my friend, the cross was so that our emotions could have their proper place in our lives. Also, I am open to coming to speak to the women at your church um, on any given occasion. Uh, And if you are interested in having me come and speak, I would encourage you to get in touch with me um, through my email, O-R-D-I-N-E-R-R-Y girl, ordinary girl at yahoo.com. Please put podcast or speaking in the, um, in the, the subject line. I also cover your prayers. I have three speaking engagements um, coming up very, very soon. And I covered your prayers that I would be God's instrument, that I would share what he wants me to share, that I would be his mouthpiece, that people will be encouraged and people will fall more in love with Jesus as a result of the words that I speak. So thank you so much for um, joining me on today's episode. And I hope you will join me again next time as we talk about how we as Christians can do better and be encouraged by what God has to say.
about that. God bless you. Bye-bye.